It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's fucking delightful. Delightful. Fucking good combination playing. Sliding balls into space. Good. Excellent. Get them on the fucking ropes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rotary Ball Podcast in association with the Southern Creed Soup Kitchen. Gav back immediately after the game, had to rush home to get here and do this podcast uh, as I'm joined down the line by Martin again. Hi, mate. Hello, Gav. Nice to get three points, wasn't it? Good, good game. Unreal. Oh, br- brilliant. I can't wait to talk about it. We've, yeah, Sunderland won 3-0 at home against Rotherham, um, a team who obviously came up with us. team who were unbeaten, I think, before tonight in league yeah. action, which um, shocks me because they were shit. But, I mean, was it, was it a case of Sunderland... Making them look shit, or were they really bad? I mean, was it a bit of both? We we were brilliant tonight, weren't we? I thought we played really well. We created a, a lot of chances. We we played well with the ball at our feet. We played well off the ball. I was surprised. There seemed to be quite a gulf in class um, between us and Rotherham. And when you you consider that that game that we played with them at the Stadium of Light, where I think we we drew one one with an own goal in the very last minute, didn't we? Um, and they mm-hmm. looked a far yeah. better team than us on, on that night. So, you know, to say there's only been, what, six or seven games played between those two fixtures, the, the difference in, in class was um, quite outstanding, really. I think we, we had a few chances in the first half, didn't we? We, we didn't take them. And I think a better team gets you on the counter and you've got one of those situations where you've had a load of possession, a load of chances, and you won nil down. But we, um, we put them to the sword in the second half. Absolutely did, and I think it was coming, to be fair. First half, we were sat there just sitting, we've done everything but hit the back of the net here. Yeah, no, we had. Uh, or even just get shots on target, we we were brilliant in the first half. Um, but I never actually felt like we were going to let that slip. I didn't think that I'd seen anything really from Rotherham in the first half to indicate that they were a threat at all. And to be fair, whatever Tony Mowbray said to them at half-time worked because we carried that good attack and play on and the passing that was slick carried on. But it was only, what, five, six minutes into the second half when we got the first goal from Ross Stewart. Then that was followed up by another, obviously, not not too far after. I think it was around the hour mark, just after again Clark setting up Stewart. Um, and then we rounded off with Clark getting his own goal, which was the goal of the night, wasn't it? It was outstanding. Beautiful. I mean, it, I was saying to my dad on the way back there, like, you know, Rotherham were poor, but... At 2-0 down with 70 minutes played, they had to come and come at us a little bit, didn't they? And they started making changes. And that opened up the space for Clark to do what he did. And I was just we were on about like, you know, where where was this Jack Clark in League One last season? You know, that this player who just seemingly can do anything right now. And I honestly think a lot of it's to do with just 
how much more open the teams are that we're playing. I, I think it, I think it is that. I think it is that to to a, to a large extent. I think you know you look at Clark and Gooch tonight. I thought Gooch was tremendous as well, especially in the first half. Yeah. He had their full back or their wing back on toast, didn't he? And he ended up getting the booking and getting mm. booked in the second half. Um, I think with Clark in particular, like I thought Clark was was brilliant all game. He had a few in the first half where he went down the outside, got crosses in, and we were unlucky not to get something from. And I, th- I think if you look at Clark's development, you say where was this player in League One? In League One, we had a player who hadn't played first team football for the best part of 12 months. He hadn't been in the settled side. Yeah. He hadn't felt looked after, loved. He hadn't been part of something. And I think you can kind of see the, the benefits of Clark getting a regular place in the team, knowing his role, knowing he's going to be playing, and actually feeling part of a, a team, but getting getting football. And I think that's what we're going to get yeah. with all of these younger players. To a greater or lesser extent, we're going to get development. And you've seen mm. Clark. And if Clark can keep doing or pulling out those sort of performances. Remember, he's playing at wing-back, which isn't his natural position as well. And he's doing the defensive side of the game pretty pretty well. You know, the again, that, that ceiling, we, we don't know how high it is for him. And on tonight's evidence, that ceiling's pretty high. Yeah, and Tony Mowbray, you just said about the clock needing a home. That's what Mowbray said, I think, to the press. He, he, he just needs somebody to love him and tell him how good he is, well, which is true. Yeah. You know, this is a lad who's... You've got to think... Like, it must be hard when you're a young kid and you burst onto the scene and then get that big move really early and then nothing comes of it. Like, it must be really hard. And then you start going to these championship clubs where you might not actually be really suited to the club and you have a couple of bad loan moves and, you know, then you're wondering, God, what do I do next? And he's he, he has found a home at Sunderland and it was clear tonight. He absolutely loves playing in front of that crowd. You know, he... with. I tweeted something about flair players earlier when we signed Mishu and um, Clark is certainly a, a flair player, isn't he? He's a he, he gets people off their oh. seats. He he likes to run at he, defenders, he's, he's direct. He, and he's hard to stop. Yeah, very direct. He yeah, he's direct player, and you know he he wants to attack, and I think that's the sort of player that you know traditionally Sunderland fans like gets him gets us excited. We want to see those sort of players who will take the game by the scruff of the neck. But it's a funny one with Clark. If if you think back, not that we kind of want. Want to digress too much, but like, if you think back to last season, if it hadn't been for the playoffs and his performances in the playoffs, then you, you wouldn't have been that fussed about signing him this season. But because he, he had, Correct. He had, some, yeah. he had a mm-hmm. great game away at Chef Wen, he had a good game, a decent game at home to them. And he, he wasn't even in the starting 11 for the, the playoff final, I don't think, was he? So, no, he wasn't. It was, no. it was that semi final performance away at Sheffield Wednesday where he really dug in and he showed what he could do that, can, as a you know, speaking personally, I was like, I wasn't that bothered about signing him before that. After that, I was like, yeah, he's got something. And that that took three, four yeah. months to, to get out of him. And we're seeing the benefit of that now. So it's um it's pleasing. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the pleasing aspects of tonight. I mean, the whole night just was great. I mean, from the, the kickoff, the way we started the game, obviously the second half where we got all the goals, half time with four players coming out on the pitch. <laughs> something I can't even remember last time anything like that happened. I, right. I remember um, Nunes juggling the ball around the um, the, the running track Yeah, the one game. Yeah, my dad said that. <laughs> when we were talking about it, he said that's the last time he remembers it happening. That's the last one He I said remember. he just remembers thinking, who the hell is this? But um, yeah, we we saw the, the four new lads coming out on the pitch, which of course gave everybody a, a pep up at half time. Um, but that, the night as a whole was just class. I mean, that's, you can go right through the team, can't you, and talk about each player. Patterson made one decent save for first half. Had a 
he had that little uh, rick in the second half where he put us under pressure and to be fair, the his teammates that dug him out and defended well and made sure that Rotherham didn't threaten too much. Um, but other than that, Patterson had a quiet night, to be honest. Circuit, that's as good as I've seen him play, and I've been saying that every week. He's just a 7 out of 10 every yeah. single week, isn't he? He is. Solid. Danny Bart, I would argue, his best game in a Sunderland shirt. He never missed a head at a night. He won everything. He was absolutely class. Should have scored. Yeah, should have scored. But he's passed for hit, the... Hit the post. He's passing the build-up of the third goal. He spotted Ross Stewart, and he played a great long ball, which um, yeah. got Stewart in behind, and then he put it on a plate at Clark and... But even in the first half, Gav, there was a, a tackle that Bath made. He came across and yes, covered when yeah. mm-hmm. it looked as if they might get in on, on the counter. And there was another one, I think, in the second half where we just stepped in and, and got in. He was just in the right place at the right time. Mm. And I think you know he's he's taken that responsibility of being that central defender in, in the three and that lead experienced defender. Yeah. And we're kind, we're kind of seeing now what we thought we'd bought in February. Yeah. Uh, Luke O'Neill, brilliant. Can't fault him. Class. He, he, yeah. he, him and Gucci in particular just loved the occasion tonight. Like they were flying yeah. into tackles, they were winning it. The fifty-fifties, the niggly ones, they won everything. Like O'Neill, to be fair to him, that when he plays right centre half in a three, he's always brilliant. Um, and I, I can't That's follow the position. Played. I think. Yeah, we were. To- me and my brother and I were talking about swatting away from the ground. Like we were saying, like <laughs> he was saying, he's he does well even when he's out of position. And I was like, well. He's been here five seasons. This is his fifth season at Sunderland. You forget that. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'd, he doesn't have a specific position, but I mean, in the championship, that's the place I can probably see him playing most often. So, well, the thing is, you know, with O nine Gav, sorry to, to put in there, but I think he looks a championship player when he's playing at the back. Yeah. And I think he he hasn't necessarily looked a championship player. Even, even we haven't seen him a great deal playing elsewhere in the championship, but. I think that's where he looks if he could be a really good championship player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I say, Gooch, another one who wasn't top of my Christmas card list necessarily at times when he was playing for us in League One, but again, just loved it tonight. Um, and and was, he actually showed a lot of quality. It wasn't just about his battling qualities tonight, was it? A lot no, of it was brilliant on the ball. Yeah, he he turned their full back inside out a few times, and um, I think he was probably unlucky not to get a couple of assists. Had our Finishing not being better in the first half. The centre midfielders were quality. Just Corey Evans was absolute class. He he doesn't do anything spectacular. He just does all the basic stuff really, really well. Um, and when he play when he plays like that against a team who, to be fair, you know, Rotherham when we played them at times last season, especially with Rathbone and Barlazer, two really good players who work very hard. We struggled to get the ball off them, but tonight they couldn't get near us. It was the other way around. Um, and it was the same, wasn't it, with, with Neil? It's probably as good as Dan Neil's played for a while. It was, and I, th- I think Corey Evans, we're seeing Corey Evans now excel in that role. And I think Evans is that type of midfielder who, who needs good footballers around him to, to excel because he, he's going to win the ball back. He's going to do some, some dirty work. He's going to keep the, the shape of the team. He's going to direct things. He's going to pass the simple balls. But if you're kind of relying on him to do a great deal of create, um, creating creativity stuff, he's not really going to do it. So we're seeing the best out of him now because he's got players like Jack Clark around him, because he's got Lyndon Gucci's on fire. And again, Gucci's playing in a regular position for the first time and he's playing in a, he's getting a good run of games and he hasn't had that for a couple of seasons, has he? No, so, no. So you know, we're kind of seeing the, the benefits of that, but it's 
it's looking to me as where you've got a team that's greater than some of its parts. Everybody knows the role. Everyone knows what they're doing. And it's going to be really interesting. You mentioned the four signings, like where, where they, where and when they come into the team. Because at the minute, you're kind of looking at it and going, they're going to be hard-pressed to get a, a first 11 shirt anytime soon. But mm-hmm. who knows? Well, uh, to be fair, you want to you want to just introduce them slowly, really, don't you? Any young player, you do oh, want to throw so. them in. You know, you want to be able to introduce them slowly. And to be fair, we've, we've not had any... Comp- this team that's played tonight, it's largely been the team that's played every game. Um, we haven't had really any complaints with that. It's more the depth of the squad and the ability for the manager to change um, change things around from the bench and at least these players give them options now. And, you know, oh, the, the ideal yeah. situation... It, the, you know, it's never ideal if you start throwing young players in when, when things aren't good, you know. And at the minute, things are good. And we're, we're hopefully going to be in a position with with the four of them where we're able to just take our time and, and, and do what we need to do. Um, we can't really talk about players individually without mentioning Ross Stewart, who got um, two two goals and uh, did he get an assist for the for the Clark goal? He did, didn't he? So, yeah. Was it Stewart or was it Sims played out the Clark? No, remember. it was Stewart. I think I, th- but, um, I think I mentioned it before. Bart Bart played the ball in behind. Stewart ran on, made a really good run, um, played it back to Clark. Who then I think it's a bit generous to call it an assist from Stewart, like because Clark ran from. <laughs> You know, pretty much halfway, Wasn't didn't he, with the ball? No, but overall, yeah. We, I mean, we've said it a few times. Just a proper team performance, wasn't it? And there was a couple of times where the crowd sang that song about Alex Neil um, after the, the the goals had hit the back of the net, as if to say, you know, we're moving on now. As you know, we don't need him. And yeah. uh, Tony Mowbray, they were singing Tony Mowbray's Red and White Army, and he was getting Tony, 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 give us a wave and all the rest of it. So, you know, people are moving on, aren't there? And that, what better way to move on than with a 3-0 victory? It doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, it doesn't. And Mowbray said after the game, you know, the, the credit for tonight's game goes to the coach and stuff because he hasn't done a great deal yeah. in, in terms of managing the team. But, like, what a good position for Mowbray to be in. Like, he must have been watching that performance from the sidelines today. And it's like you and I were talking about earlier, Gav. Like, he's taken over a team in really good shape. And it's not very often as a manager you get the chance to, to do that. So he's got taken over a team who's playing well, who's confident, who's got a set style of play, who's got good players. We've got some, some other players coming in um, tonight. We'll no doubt have some more coming in tomorrow um, on, on transfer deadline day. And uh, he's in a, in a great position. So it's a great chance for him, great opportunity for him. And, you know, He's got such a, a good position, a good base to, to work from. Yeah, well, we'll uh, I think we'll probably leave it there. We we're just going to keep this nice and short and sweet. It doesn't get much better than that. I, I love I love being able to just come home from the game and say, yeah, we won 3-0. It was routine. We played some <laughs> nice stuff. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, yeah, we'll be, four players at halftime. And, and that, yeah, it doesn't get much better. <laughs> um, so we'll be back well in advance of the Middlesbrough game with a preview show. We might even go live on Twitter Spaces. If you listen to this on... Uh, Deadline day, we might go live for the last couple of hours. I don't know yet. I'll see what I can arrange. But yeah, make sure you keep up to date with all your content from Roker Report, and we'll catch you later. Cheers.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 